and welcome to the Homeschooling Family Podcast by Teach Them Diligently. Here, we discuss just about everything that comes into play when you're a Christian homeschooling family. On today's podcast, David is joined by Dr. Michael Jacobson of Christian Healthcare Ministries. They'll be discussing the incredible impact that gratitude has on your health and on your life in general. It's pretty easy to understand why God's Word references a thankful heart so many times. Now, this conversation was originally recorded as part of our Teach Them Diligently at Home event. That event featured hundreds of video workshops and live chats from some of the best speakers in the Christian homeschool community. You can still get access to that event. So go to teachthemdiligently.net forward slash at home to learn more. Now let's join David and Dr. Jacobson as they discuss the impact of gratitude. Hey, everybody. Uh, thank you for uh, joining us today. And uh, I, this is David Nunnery with Teach Some Diligently. And I know you guys are used to seeing my wife, Leslie, but I've kind of hijacked the conversation today because I wanted to make a point to talk to uh, Dr. Michael Jacobson with uh, Christian Healthcare Ministries. And we're going to have a conversation regarding coronavirus, which I know has become uh, everybody's every, what everybody's talking about today. And then we're also going to th- talk about Thanksgiving, which is a very important conversation that I like to have now. I have spent a lot of time studying this, and me and Dr. Jacobson have had some conversations, and it's amazing how far-reaching Thanksgiving really is, physically and mentally. So we're going to have some conversations revolving around that as well. Just a a little bit of background, Uh, Christian Healthcare Ministries is a sponsor of Teach Some Diligently, and they actually are our oldest sponsor now. They've been with us for six years, and uh, Leslie and I are uh, members of Christian Healthcare Ministries, and in terms of health, uh, honestly, it's one of the best uh, decisions we've ever made. So um, we encourage you guys to check them out. But uh, I want to introduce Dr. Michael Jacobson. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. It's great to be with you, David. Thank you. Oh, absolutely. Uh, thank you for joining us. Well, there's a tremendous amount of ex- anxiety about this. And, uh, you know, I just wanted to kind of talk about that real quick because you gave a session earlier, actually ran earlier in the Teach Some Diligently at Home virtual event, uh, which everybody can have access that has uh, a, a, a registration, a ticket into the at home event. You can still get to that event, that event. Just go up to replays at the top in the menu. And you can listen to that session. But it, it was regarding, and my attraction to that session was I've been studying Thanksgiving a good bit recently. And Thanksgiving seems to be the antidote for anxiety. And it does so much for you. So what I was talking earlier about uh, uh, people that uh, like Donovan Mitchell that are in great health and they have this virus, but they don't have any of the, um, the symptoms of it. And uh, Thanksgiving can actually impact your your well-being on a physical level as well. And so I just wanted to kind of talk to you about that a little bit because I remember reading watching your session and you actually one of the things that you brought out was the heartbeat of a person that has Thanksgiving and, and how it is healthier and there's more distance and it's stronger between the beats. And, and so I, I just wanted you to just kind of expand on Thanksgiving some uh, for everybody. Yes, and before I do that, David, I I just want to say that I'm really excited to be uh, and look forward to going through the material that you've studied. Uh, I've never done that study in terms of going through all the scriptures on Thanksgiving or gratefulness, but 
Man, after you shared with me that you did that, I thought, wow, I should have done that many years ago. Because to me, that what you are touching on is a cornerstone issue of faith. And uh, and and it really, you really see that. And I'm sure that you you touch on this in Romans one, that that the cornerstone of unbelief is ungratefulness. You know, where Paul said, although they knew God. They, they, everybody knows, knows that God, God exists. exists. I, mean, I mean, children, children know, know intuitively that you cannot look around and see all the self-evident uh, truth that, that there is a creator, a designer with incredible, incredible unmatched wisdom. And, and you, you have, have to make a choice. And Paul speaks to that. You have to make a choice to A, uh, not give him credit for what he's done. And that's what Darwinian evolution is all about. And B, not to be grateful to him. And if you do that, it'll kill any faith that you may have had. So, yeah, I think it's so vitally important. And we see that then. And what you're talking about with regards to the heart rhythm and the heartbeat is a concept called heart rate variability or HRV. And I didn't know anything about this until about 20 years ago. Where are we? We're in 2020. Wow. Uh, I think it was 25 years ago. I was in a, uh, in a stress physiology conference where they spent two days teaching us about stress physiology. And it was fascinating. And, uh, and one of the talks was on heart rate variability. And way back then, there was this very interesting research that I thought, Whoa, well, this, this is, is really fascinating. fascinating. And, and I, I thought, thought, well, this, well, this is kind of new agey, you know. But then yeah, it, it led me to do a study of scripture on the heart. And, and I looked up all 700 and something verses on it over the course of about a year. Sounds like maybe a similar study. I'm doing that next. Yeah. And I just immersed myself in a study of the heart. And, uh, and, uh, and then I looked back with that scriptural perspective, perspective of, at, at that, that research, research. And it was, it was fascinating to hear that uh, what, what they, they basically said was that heart rate variability at that time, and, and I, I think, think this maybe still holds true, was the best predictor of whether or not somebody would die of a sudden cardiac death. And, you know, just as an example... The, the first, first sign that somebody, somebody has heart, heart disease in 40% of the cases, the cases is they drop dead. dead. Uh, they, they have, have a heart, heart attack. attack. And, and a lot, lot of times it's because of a fatal dysrhythmia called ventricular uh, uh, fibrillation. Wow. And that's why we use defibrillators to try to shock people to get them out of that, uh, out of that uh, dysrhythmia, which is basically where the heart just quivers instead of pumping. And uh, uh, so it's so an electrical, electrical disorder. Well, the heart rate variability measures the the healthiness of the of the heartbeat, and it's I didn't know this until then, but our heart rate doesn't beat from beat to beat at a fixed rate. It accelerates and slows down. Accelerates and slows down, and it does it if it's healthy in a sinusoidal fashion where the sympathetic nervous system, the fight-or-flight system is putting a little bit of gas on it and speeding it up, and the parasympathetic is putting the brake on and slowing it down a little bit. And so you have this in a healthy person, this sine wave heart rate variability pattern. And uh, by the way, this is not something that 
conventional medicine tips tends to look at. The closest thing we get to it is in uh, fetal monitoring in a in a baby who's in the womb while a mother's laboring, and we look for good beat to beat and overall heart rate variability patterns to see how that baby's doing and whether or not that baby is under stress. Hmm. That's the closest way in which we really use that uh, technology clinically uh, in our day. But what was fascinating then about it was that these researchers tied someone's emotional state to their heart rate variability pattern. So if, and they used the word gratefulness. <laughs> that if someone was experiencing gratefulness or joy, it was associated with a very healthy sinusoidal heart rate variability pattern, which was was very protective against heart disease and sudden death, versus somebody who was very upset. Uh, they used terms uh, anxious, really, uh, you know, um, fearful. Um, uh, time, time pressure, pressure frustration, frustration. Uh, those, those were, were the, the terms that I recall them using to describe somebody who would have an erratic pattern or just a flat line and not good variability from B to B. So that's really kind of the where I got introduced to it. So in, in uh, uh, Philippians 4, uh, there's the verses about peace, and it talks about you know guarding your heart from anxiety, and it basically gives you three ways to keep that from happening. It's prayer, supplication, and thanksgiving. Yeah. And uh, Philippi was a, it, it was a pioneer town during Roman days, during the Roman Empire. And it was actually populated with retired soldiers. And so Paul was talking to these people in Philippi that were retired soldiers, most likely. And the term that he's using there about guard your heart is literally like a guard is standing at the door and he is keeping anything poisonous from coming in or that is going to ruin you. And that is so he's saying in that verse in Philippians 4 that the way you have that guard guarding the door to your heart is through prayer, supplication, and thanksgiving. And so that gives you that power of thanksgiving. And it's awesome that you've made that kind of physical connection that confirms that. Yeah. Yep, yep absolutely. absolutely. So, David, I got a question for you. Uh-oh. Wait a minute so, now. We're reversing here. Yeah, so, so this <laughs> no, is something ahead. to think about. So here's the question. Is gratefulness an emotion? Uh, it is definitely has an emotion element to it, but it's actually a decision, right? Yeah. It, 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 yep. People think about gratefulness as being the end of something. Somebody gives you something and the results or the response to that is gratefulness. And that's really not completely right. It actually is the beginning. You start off with gratefulness. You kind of exercise that, that muscle. And that's kind of the way I think about it. And the way that the, the Bible kind of handles it is that it comes from several different things. For instance, when, when David, King David, talks about uh, the fact that he has thanksgiving, the element that he's talking about there in the original language is his right position. So he sees himself in the right position before God. And yes. so that actually results in thanksgiving because he understands who God is. Yeah. Yeah, and so it actually is the beginning of something, and so it's a it's a it's a start, it's a uh, decision. 
So here's here's the key of what where I think you combine that with that heart rate variability science. Yeah. I think that if you're going to get the physiological benefit from gratefulness, you will feel it in your emotions. So I think you're exactly right. It begins with a decision, begins with a choice, uh, but it 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 is manifested by it needs to be confirmed by the emotion in order to get the physiological benefit. Wow. So, um, so this was like one of the biggest epiphanies in my life. So, and thanks to these new age researchers for helping me to find it. But if you can imagine this, my parents are a hundred percent Norwegian in their in their ethnicity. I grew up in a home with four boys. I'm the third of four sons. The only emotions that we learned how to express. Where, uh, yeah, laughter, uh, we, we laughed quite a bit, uh, but, but um, anger was probably more typical. And, and I come from a, 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 a heritage of people who were considered stoics, right? So emotions are bad. Emotions, you can't trust them. If you were emotional, you were weak. That was the message that I got directly or indirectly as I was growing up. We didn't have a lot of lovey-dovey, uh, cherishing, nurturing, feel good when I was growing up. I felt like I was really showing love to my brothers when I wasn't upset with them. You know, it was the absence of bad that basically uh, communicated love to them. So there's a lot of stuff there that you could uh, unpack uh, if, if you ever wanted to. But here's the bottom line. I discovered through this study that the way that I managed stress as a believer was when I when I knew that I shouldn't feel a certain way or act a certain way, I would quote Bible verses at myself and try to get myself, you know, to think about something differently. Yeah. Now that I'm not trying to I'm not really criticizing that, but what I discovered was it didn't work for me. Uh, what what this helped me to see, this whole concept of heart rate variability and studying the heart, what I came to conclude after studying my good old King James was that there were only two times in the King James where the word feelings were used. Emotions are never used in there. And basically the criticism was against those who didn't have feelings. Um, I, think I think there's, there's one, one passage, passage in Ephesians where Paul says that they were past feeling and they basically gave themselves over to, to sin and so on. Mm. So, so here's the key. Um, when I, if I'm feeling anxious, like is very common in these days uh, of COVID-19, that is a signal of what's going on deep down within my soul. And what I'm thinking about and what I'm feeling is an is the best indicator to me of what I believe at any given moment in time. So here's here's the caveat. Most theologians would say don't trust your feelings because you because your feelings don't tell you what's true. And I would disagree with that. You need to trust your feelings to tell you what you believe is true at any given moment in time. And if I feel anxious right now, it's because I 
in my deepest, innermost being, believe there is something that I need to be fearful about. And in the same way, when it comes to gratefulness, if I'm trying to quote a verse to myself that, and trying to get myself to be more grateful, but I haven't got to a place where I actually feel grateful toward that person, toward God or whoever it is, because I think gratefulness needs to be directed towards a being, then I haven't experienced, I haven't got myself to that point yet. So what I do is instead of just, I think quoting verses to myself is part of it. I'm not trying to discount that. But where I start with is this, God, Right now, I don't feel very grateful. I'm lacking gratefulness. And, and that's just not where I need to be, want to be, or should be. Please forgive me for my ungratefulness. Help me to turn my focus to, that, to all the many gifts that you've given me. Thank you for the friends, for the faith, for the fellowship, for the health, whatever. And turn my focus to those things and, and make that choice. Yeah. To be grateful and trust that then the Spirit gives me that gratefulness as a result of it. Absolutely. And so gratefulness, it it has to be shared, right? Gratefulness yes. leads directly to generosity, which an element of generosity is just sharing. And yeah. you have to share gratefulness or it just kind of dies out. Yeah. And so you have to share it. The other thing that you have to remember about gratefulness is, is that it does better in detail. So, for instance, when you say something like, I'm so thankful for, you know, Dr. Michael Jacobson, that's good, you know. But what are you actually thankful for? I am so thankful that Dr. Jacobson came on today and he talked to us about COVID-19 and he is, we're able to have this great conversation regarding yeah. thankfulness. Yeah. And yeah. so that's the kind of detail that you really need. You have to have something that you can really hold on to. And then uh, the other thing that I think people really struggle with on thankfulness is that they don't talk about it very much because they're almost afraid that it's new agey, I guess we'll say. And I think that, you know, kind of the, the new age people have really stolen that away from Christians. It's something that people are really nervous about talking about. The other group of people that I think have really undermined the thought of gratefulness or people actually spending time with gratefulness is this idea of, for lack of a better way to put it, the prosperity gospel. And where it's almost like, if you're thankful, then you're going to get this, you know, or uh, you, you, you give this and you get this. And the problem with that is that you're choosing what you're going to be thankful for rather than recognizing what God has done for you. You're kind of going, um, God, if you give me that Ferrari that I really want, I'll be thankful. Um, yeah, that's, you know, a, great, that's, that's a, great a great point, David. And I think that uh, if you're honest about you know, how we define gratefulness, that that's not really gratefulness. That's a conditioned expectation. That's right. That's right. I mean, that's really close to envy, isn't it? That's 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 really close to covetousness. Covetousness. Really, yeah. You know, so I, I think that, that this is something that's not natural for us. This is something that actually takes work. You know, this this idea of being grateful or thank, you know, be having Thanksgiving. It's it's something that is hard and it's not natural and you have to work at it, but it's worth it. 
Yeah, you know, when you were talking, David, I was reminded of uh, something I heard Ravi Zacharias say in a debate with a Muslim theologian. They were they, he was being accused, of course, of of being polytheistic because we believe in a triune God. And uh, Ravi answered him by saying, if if God was was only one person, then before he created man, who was there for him to love? And and I thought, and it was it was like the question that stumped the Muslim theologian. And I thought while you were talking, wow, this is so consistent with Christian theology, because in the Godhead, we have this three persons, and they're just constantly expressing gratefulness and worship and praise, you know, uh, to one another. And that's, that's, that's at the core of Christianity, is expressions of love and gratefulness. They go hand in hand. Absolutely. The more I've studied this, the more I've realized just how important it is to just our faith and just walk with God and our life with God. I mean, it, it, when I'm reading verses, it is nearly impossible for me to get away from this. I, I, it's like the first place I go now. And that's one of the things the study has done is that I'm literally seeing it at everything. And it's a very powerful thing. Um, yes. And so I agree. So, yeah. And you know, uh, when I've had been down, you know, and it happens to all of us, you know, uh, where you're, or you're in a situation where maybe there's some tension or difficulty at work or at home or whatever, interpersonally, and I'm trying, and usually my emotions kind of get wrapped around the axle so that I don't, I'm not thinking so clearly, I'm not sure how to respond, and I'm trying to respond rightly. And, and two of the things that has really guided me in getting out of that situation in a proper, healthy, God-honoring way is to first think in terms of, oh, what's the humbling thing to do? What's humility dictate here? And the second is gratefulness. What's the gratefulness? And they're really hand in hand because when we express gratefulness to someone else, like maybe just as something as simple as, I remember uh, hearing Neil Anderson, who's a, a friend of mine and a co-author of a book we wrote together, sharing a story about a woman who came in and just absolutely blasted him, uh, criticizing him for something, you know, and and uh, he was sitting there and he said, you know, I looked at her and I thought, and I said, you know, it really took a lot of courage for you uh, to come in here and say that. I don't think many people would be willing to do that. And then she just broke down and cried, said, oh, it's not you, it's me, whatever, you know. And and just by affirming someone else's view or their thoughts or their, you know, whatever, is an expression of gratefulness and humility at the same time. I think it just helps navigate through difficult situations when you're not really sure what to do. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, uh, Dr. Jacobson, I am uh, very thankful for the time that we have spent together. Uh, we're about out, <laughs> we're about out of time. And again, thank you. And uh, I encourage everybody to listen to your session uh, that is in Teach Them Diligently at Home. Uh, you can see the replay. Uh, and again, uh, it, we release these twice, the sessions twice a day during the weekdays. But if you have a ticket into the virtual event, you have lifetime access. So you can come back and you can listen to this stuff over and over and over again. So you'll have access to this particular talk that Dr. Jacobson gave on Thanksgiving. 
And so uh, thank you very much for your time. And uh, we're very appreciative of you and of uh, Christian Healthcare Ministries. So thank you. Oh, you, you bet. So great to be with you. And I look forward to working with you in the future. All right. Thank you. Talk to you soon. Okay. Thank you for listening to the Teach Them Diligently podcast. We believe that every family is called to teach them diligently, so we're here to help. We would love to get to know you on site at one of our many events each year and throughout the year when you become part of the Teach Them Diligently 365 community. Go to www.teachthemdiligently.net forward slash podcast to get more details and resources to encourage and equip your family. While you're there, you can also pick up the show notes and additional information from today's show. It's our daily prayer that God will encourage and equip your family through Teach Them Diligently, and we'd love to hear from you. Send us a note or share your stories with us on social media with the hashtag WeTTD. God is doing great things within His families all around the world, and we would love to celebrate that with you. We'd also love to have you join us by subscribing to our podcast and then sharing it with a friend who could use a little encouragement as they too follow God's plan for their family. Hope you have a fantastic rest of your day, and I look forward to visiting with you again real soon.